Are you a thumbs upper or a kissy facer? Or are you a monkey covering their eyes user or a prayer hands poster? Or is that a high five? I'm never quite sure. Or do you maybe still use emoticons or emoticons again? If you think your emoji style doesn't matter, think again. Plenty of studies have shown that what kind of emojis we use and what number of emojis in texting is crucial for success at work or communication between friends. And emojis can also help you in your romantic life. When you have a partner, but most importantly also when you're looking for one online. So if you have trouble using dating apps and being successful in dating, it might just be your punctuation game. So this episode is for you. Valentine's Day emoji episode. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Welcome to Standing on Points, the history and culture of punctuation. It's the 14th of February, the day for love, for lovers, for those who are seeking love, for those who are giving love and for everybody, because everybody deserves love. So um, if you ask yourself what love and punctuation have to do with each other, they have everything to do with each other. And here is why. Punctuation seems so brainy and cognitive. You know, we use it in order to make sense of a sentence, a sentence's grammar, the sentence structure. We want to be understood. We seek to understand. Things are about rightness and wrongness. But of course, in this podcast, I'm always trying to sort of counteract this idea about rightness and wrongness. And I'm trying to suggest that while grammar and structure are super important and there are things that are a bit more right and a bit less right or effective, um, those things are not a divine rule. They are conventions that we all agree on or we don't agree on anymore. And punctuation is included in them as well. So punctuation for sure is about something cerebral but very very much so it's also a question of feeling because we are trying to present ourselves in our writing and we get a sense of the other person in their writing and so we send out those words and those punctuation marks as ambassadors for ourselves and where do we need ambassadors more than in dating as such but especially online dating Now, I've written a whole book about feeling and punctuation, of course, my exclamation mark book, An Admirable Point. And I'm currently writing another book on all the signs. And believe you me, there's always feeling in all marks, whether it be a full stop or a bracket or a dash or a dot, dot, dot ellipses or just also a space between words and letters. Punctuation is always a question of feeling. So now we also have other signs for feelings, obvious feelings, not just the exclamation mark, but we also have emojis. We have hearts, prayer hands, dancing ladies in red dresses. We have stars and rainbows and flames. We have all sorts of pictures. So emojis... Emojis seem like the quintessential feeling signs, but we will pick that, unpick that a little bit as we go along. They roughly express emotions or experiences. They can also give a comment on the surrounding text. That comment might be emotional, might also be a bit more brainy. So, for example, if I... Um, meet someone for the cinema and I tell them where the address is via text, I might put like a um, film scroll or some popcorn or something. That's sort of a comment that maybe decorates or prettifies the, the text and has something to do with the text. So that's not, I don't think, an emotion as such, although it maybe implies excitement, but it's more of a kind of 
symbolic expression of what is going on in the text. Might also be an ironic relationship to the words. For example, I might say, mm, um, it's really cold outside, and then I put like a um, um, ice uh, snowflake or something, whereas actually um, it's, it's mild and it's a comment on climate change. Or, or something or other like that. That was maybe a great example. But um, there's much more going on to emojis than we maybe are aware of. Sometimes emojis are also abbreviations. For example, a thumbs up for okay. And in that case, um, they may be saving us a few words. So why do I think punctu emojis are punctuation? Um I'm going to um, record a whole session on emojis. I think it's high time, although I think it's probably going to be several parts to that session on emojis. But just for now, I believe they are part of punctuation because they create sections. They make order in a text. They marshal letters and sentences and words. They come after sentences where we would usually maybe put a paragraph sign in uh, back in the days 10 years ago or so when we write an email or we write a letter and then we put a paragraph now we just send off that message in a little message bubble that means you know the message is at an end perhaps there's a paragraph here perhaps it's just the end of a sentence but we use emojis at the end of that and so um, they help us navigate the screen not really the page, but the screen, little screen, big screen. And so I believe they're a part of punctuation. All right, so what do emojis have in common or have to do with dating and with Valentine's Day? Of course, the digital world is the epitome of disembodiment. We only have those letters that stand for us when we still write letters in the times that we, we're still writing letters, even if those letters were typed on a typewriter and not written by hand anymore, at least we have a piece of paper, we have something material in our hands that the other person had in their hands. We uh, maybe see signs of the paper crumpling or folding or we see handwriting on the envelope when the person was writing the address. Of course, if the letter is handwritten, that's even more personality that is on the page that we hold between our hands. And if you think about it, um, you go to your attic and you find a letter from your great-grandmother or, or like a postcard or something or a journal entry or even just um, a, a little note or a list of things to do or a shopping list or something, it's very, very affecting you know it's very emotional to to hold something like this in your hands um when i was doing some research in archives and libraries i was holding between my hands books and journals and uh, diaries of people from 500 years ago or even more i i once um did a class on old english and uh, we looked at manuscripts from a thousand years ago i mean this is um very very emotional and, and um, awe-inspiring, right? So now that we only have these screens and we receive messages through um, an electric impulse, it's really, really difficult to include yourself in that. Writing in general is difficult because you have to reproduce your the tone of your voice, your um, facial expression, your body posture, your hand gestures, where you look. You know, when we when we communicate face to face, we have all of those um, clues, and we can use all of those clues in order to express what we mean. And communication, which is always difficult, is a little less difficult when we are face to face. But um, in writing, it's a totally different ballgame. And now imagine that you don't have those material. Um, material proofs for the other person's existence or emotions anymore it's literally just words that is very very difficult to manage actually so anything that can help us um, express ourselves express what we really want to say 
and influence the other person in a positive way, right? Um, the, all of that is helpful. So emojis are supposed to make our life easier. I think they're supposed to bridge this gap between the lack of our presence and the lack of anything that uh, proves, or proves our presence, so any relic of, of our existence, such as a letter or handwriting. And they're supposed to bridge this gap and bring some personality, some warmth, some wit into this cold, cold digital world. What does that have to do with online dating? Oh my goodness, it has everything to do with online dating. Because nowadays, with all these swiping apps, there are just thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people available. So attention is really crucial, right? That's the currency of today. To, keep, to get somebody's attention and then to keep somebody's attention. Whether that's good or bad, it's not the, 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 the point right now. It just sort of is what it is. So it's really important to have an eye-catching profile and to write good messages. Of course, you know, we get ourselves into really deep water with profiles and messages and algorithms and so on. So um, I'm t I guess I'm talking about a best case scenario where there's actual people who actually look at profiles rather than people who just swipe anything that has two legs, no matter how a profile looks like. And also, of course, there's the algorithm that we users don't really understand, but that all those apps probably will understand much better. I think it's quite murky. I don't think they're very transparent about that. However, that said, messages are still really important. Once you have a match, of course, you would like to communicate with that person and you would like to ideally also meet. Now, in 2021, Tinder published an analysis uh, that uh, more than half, so 57% of their matches were followed by a single message that then remained unanswered. So you match with somebody, one person writes a message, the other doesn't reply. That's over half of all messages on Tinder are one, <laughs> one messages are, are, are unanswered first line messages. So it really, really matters what you write in those messages, especially early on and also on your profile. I did a bit of a survey on Facebook and on Twitter and I interestingly had the same results for both of those spaces. So Facebook is of course a bit more my friends and some conversational, um, more relaxed um, community. On Twitter it's more of my professional profile. And I had the same results when I asked people what do they think about um, emojis in dating apps. Interestingly, on Facebook, more women have uh, replied. And on Twitter, I don't know who replied, but I'm guessing it might be a bit more of a mixture. But again, the numbers are more or less the same. So 10% of people said when they see emojis on dating app profiles, they say, ugh, <laughs> they are childish and immature. 20%, so double of that, said, hell yeah, that's... Uh, expresses some kind of playful spirit and I think I might be among them. I do like my emojis. 70% of people have said that emojis depend on how many are being used and which. So people are quite picky um, and they want to be entertained. <laughs> they want to um, see a witty use, a warm use, a smart use, a use that is definitely um, connected to words. People don't really want um, emojis as replacement to words. So some people replied with a little bit more detail to my, um, my survey my poll and they said for example when they get a first message and it's an emoji they find that lazy because they say well really um, you are playing a numbers game here you person who swiped and we matched um, or I mean some dating apps I think are without swiping so when you get a first message 
then um, it's, and if it's just an emoji, then they know, oh, this person hasn't really looked at my profile at all. They send that to everybody, maybe like a bouquet of flowers or something or a smiley face or whatever. And they, they, they expect me, the other person who receives this message, to make an effort to write some words, to look at the profile and find something interesting, a hook or something. So uh, if you want to use emojis, do not <laughs> send uh, an emoji, just an emoji without any words in your first message, but also um, continuing as we go on. Friends have also said that they are put off by people who only use emojis in their profile. So when it's a question about the hobbies, for example, one friend of mine <laughs> sent me this whole emoji story that she saw that um, the person will, for example, put a cinema, like a film roll, and then some hiking boots, and then a wave, and that's supposed to be like traveling, or the sea, or like surfing, we don't really know, she doesn't know, but you know, she needs to interpret all of those kinds of things, maybe a dog or something, um, so only emojis is a bit of a no-no, is a bit of a uh, put, put off situation. So I don't know whether my findings will be or are corroborated by actual studies, but there is an Adobe study from 2022, actually, so very recent, and it's called The Future of Creativity, a Trend Report. And Adobe asked uh, 5,000 Americans online through a questionnaire of uh, 20 minutes or so about emojis and how they impact their daily lives. And this report is very full and it will be uh, good material for an episode or two or three on emojis themselves but for now I just want to focus on um, dating and flirty communication with emojis and what this Adobe study found was that the favorite emojis for romantic relationships or for dating or flirting of Americans we're actually quite straightforward. The n number one is the smiley face with two tears of joy coming from the corners of the eyes. And the smiley face is straight. That's quite important. It's, you know, straight up as it were. Now, the second one that's the fav second favorite was the old thumbs up. The third one, the red heart emoji. The fourth favorite one, the same face with tears of joy coming from the corners of the eyes but rolling so sort of to the side a bit more action and then the fifth favorite emoji was a sad emoji sad face with one tear coming dropping down rolling down from the eyes and I found that so interesting because those are are those really emojis even? They are not very complex. I mean, I think maybe they are the quintessential emojis because they show straight up emotion without any complexity, right? A heart that's that's been the symbol of love or I like this for hundreds of years. Um, thumbs up is pretty, uh, pretty universal as well. I know that that's not in every culture uh, a sign that says this is okay but in 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 western northern hemisphere anyway it's um it means that's okay that's pretty widespread as well and then we just have joy and sadness <laughs> laughter and sadness so um those really seem to be emotions whether while we have these hundreds of emojis that express Mm, situations or objects you know a plane or a house or um, a skeleton or whatever so I really loved that what we actually are looking for and what we prefer is something quite straightforward it's not very complex we don't have to interpret very much it's very adaptable you know the heart can be used for lots of things thumbs up can be just used for Anything that money we want we want to agree with or say that's fine or that's okay with me, and those five favorites actually really remind me of the old school emoticons, right? Remember the colon and then the 
the hyphen or the dash and the bracket and sometimes you would also not even have this hyphen or dash nose anymore you just have the colon and then a bracket that is open one way and that's happy and then open the other way and that's sad or use a semicolon for like a little winky face or even a tear or something um so it's kind of heartening i feel that we really do go back to pure quote unquote emotions um people in that adobe study also said that they felt more connected to emoji users and and that they saw emoji users as friendlier warmer and cooler and funnier <laughs> so now i feel really confirmed in my emoji use i have to say and half of them also said that they're more likely to respond to people when those people use emojis. And that actually reminds me of a study I read a long time ago. I think when emojis were sort of just coming and we were just starting all of us to, to own smartphones and, and smartphones became more affordable, that people reported to be 30% happier when they received a message that ended with a smiley face. I think this can also, we can also um, exaggerate a little bit with that, especially when we just send these one-line messages shooting off one after the other. I noticed that myself. I When I put a smiley face at every single of those messages, it just, you know, becomes, uh, becomes in fact, the opposite. It looks a bit annoying and I'm like, what am I trying to do here? So even then, you know, we have to wield them with care. So people believe that Others who use emojis are funnier and warmer and friendlier and cooler. And here's some more good use for us, good news for us emoji users. The Kinsey Institute in the US, you know, the famous sexology institute, has found out that people who use emojis have a more successful dating life. And here, here, <laughs> ding, 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 they have more sex as well. Now, I know that this is uh, controversial because what does a su successful dating life mean? What does it mean to have more sex? Are those things also good sex and good experiences, good meetings? That's the question. I'm just passing on information here. <laughs> you decide. You decide for yourself. So, um, people who are using emojis when texting are more successful at getting a first date is what the study found out. They're also more successful at getting a second date. And in fact, they're more successful at beginning a relationship with someone they met online. The, those people who are using emojis also recorded that they had more sexual partners. Again, you know, whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. Um, the question, of course, is correlation is not causation. So it's not like because they're emo they use emojis that then makes the other person um, want to have sex with them or want to meet them or want to get in a relationship with them. But what we can probably interpret through this um, and, and draw from this information is that those people who use emojis are perhaps more open to encounters, more open to emotional connections. Perhaps they find it easier to build intimacy than people who either refuse to use emojis or are just not very much into using them. So um, subjectively, I think that possibly might be true because I remember um, a study of the differences between men and women using exclamation marks. And there are not many studies actually, but there's one study that I think is quite striking. And it, um, women do use the exclamation mark three times more than men online, at least in this one study, in this one digital community that um, the, the researcher was looking at. However, when we then go back and we find out, well, what is the context of women using exclamation marks? Most often it was just, quote unquote, one exclamation mark. And it was in a context that had to do with helping with welcoming another person to the digital community, with answering a request, um, with saying hello, with saying no problem, you know, you're welcome, I, you know, for giving in information or welcome to this community. And I think it's really undeniable that when, again, we meet online in a chat room for librarians, it was <laughs> the study was done by a, a person 
uh, in library studies and so she was looking at library chat rooms chat rooms of librarians and um so uh, it's undeniable that it sounds more it comes across as more friendly when somebody says welcome exclamation mark or um no problem exclamation mark then welcome full stop or no problem full stop or even nothing at all so i think um it's pretty clear that people who are who either are or who want to um establish a kind of rapport a friendliness who want to bridge this digital gap uh, and who probably then also might be friendly and warm in their life off screen in their life offline the study consisted of predominantly white people predominantly straight but of a demographic diversity and also of an age diversity from 18 to 95 which i found really interesting that 94 sorry 94 year olds um were also using dating apps so since my birthday is very soon <laughs> and uh, I, I also am getting older, I'm uh, positive and hopeful about this piece of information that people never stop learning and never stop um, going with the flow and going with the trend. There was another study that the Institute did with another cohort, a similar cohort, however, and they found the same or similar kinds of results. So go ahead and, and use emojis. And now I'm going to tell you how to use them. But first, I will speak a little bit about the pitfalls and about the misinterpretations because, boy, can people misinterpret <laughs> emojis. And if we think that emojis make life easier, well, uh, we need to think again. Life is commun difficult. Communication is difficult because we're human. And whatever we invent to make things more straightforward and less ambiguous, we humans will always find ways to make it important to interpret and to ask and to be open and to forgive. <laughs> so here goes why. Emojis are specific, person-specific. They're subjective uh, in the same way that a tone of voice or a word or a situation is subjective most of the time. We bring all our baggage, we bring all our experiences, we bring all our expectations to words and to sentences. And the same goes for emojis too. They seem to be straightforward. They seem to be just quote-unquote pictures, but they're not. They still need interpretation, so that will still be very subjective. They're language-specific. After all, you know, how expressive are we in certain languages? They're very, very much culture-specific. So it, it really is true that my friends from Mexico, from Italy, um, from Lebanon are happier to use kissy faces and smileys and, um, and hearts and so on. And lots of them, <laughs> including myself, I like to do that too. Um, and uh, people from maybe more northern countries are a little bit more restrained and don't feel very comfortable with that. So emojis are culture-specific. They're age-specific. They're generation-specific. Now the generational gaps become smaller and smaller. Um, and um, technology keeps developing. And we are... We have boomers who grew up without the internet and then we have millennials like I am who are not exactly digital natives but who can, you know, who use the internet every day but who, you know, were maybe teenagers when the internet really sort of became part of our daily life. And, um, and then we have Gen Z people, Gen Zers, I don't know, <laughs> who effectively grew up online and who, who know how to use different devices for example there's uh, emoji use depends on device habits as well so more about all of those things in the particular emoji um, emoji episode or episodes but for now that is really important to know in terms of misinterpreting emojis there's a, a lot of ingredients that make it difficult and make communication not that easy after all through emojis. 
For example, you would think that a thumbs up would be a very safe bet. It's sort of the master key of, of clarity. A thumbs up means okay to the previous message, right? I agree. Yep, let's do it that way. I'm fine with it. I'm cool with it. However, um, lots and lots of studies have shown that the majority of Gen Z people read a thumbs up to a previous message of theirs as passive aggressive they read it as abrupt they read it as impolite am i not even worth some letters um and so something that seems straightforward and friendly and you know clear can come across as rude depending on who reads it on the generation on how comfortable or uh, how familiar they are with emojis or certain a certain kind of communication and um, the heart emoji for example also divides opinion very much some people think it's perfectly fine to use heart emojis as answers to something that one would write an answer for as i like for example or yeah i like this or i agree or that or that is nice or thank you um and other people will say that's too much it's it's too intimate they reserve hot messages for, for family and friends, for example. And I can get that. I think when I came to the UK many, many years ago, <laughs> and I wasn't very familiar with British people texting or writing Facebook messages or, or emails, and people were putting XXX at the end. Uh, sometimes... Um, in replacement of their name, sometimes next to their name or just one X. I found, I was like, what, what, what is that? I had to Google it and I found out, okay, it means kiss. And then I was very surprised that men would, you know, s send that to women or, or women to women uh, and not in a romantic context. And colleagues would send that or, um, you know, people you work with, professional contacts. <laughs> I found it very confusing and I didn't know what it meant. And then I became used to it and, and I'm doing it too. And I think it's quite a nice and friendly way of, of ending a message, of ending a quick message. And, uh, but yeah, it really does take um, some cultural negotiation, let's say. So a lot can go wrong when we use emojis and we just have to be very aware of that. That Kinsey study also found that 47%, so nearly half of participants of the study have experienced an emoji being misunderstood. And the three most misunderstood emojis, according to the Adobe study, are the cowboy, so a smiley face with a cowboy hat, the cherry, and the upside down smiley face. Um, and me, frankly, I do use the upside down smiley face sometimes, and um, I'm not entirely sure when. I think I, I think I use it when I want to make a kind of ironic joke about society <laughs> or something. Um, and it that is true that the emoji can be used when you want to be ironic, for example. Oh, what joy to be living in the 21st century. And then you put that emoji upside down. And again, because it is upside down from how a, a smiley usually looks like, it means some kind of humor of, oh, well. It can also be passive aggressive or sar sarcastic, however. So again, something to interpret. The cherry really boggles my mind in, I think, Instagram speak it means that you're in a relationship whereas other fruits and vegetables mean other things like you're engaged you're married you're looking you're not looking you're in a situationship <laughs> there was a, a whole list of fruits like pineapples and melons and whatever that are kind of code words for your relationship status it can also mean virginity which is of course that um, urban myth or like common expression of the, the popping the cherry as having sex for the first time and uh, the hymen breaking that was also rather interesting things that were coming out here and now the cowboy again is quite confusing it can mean excitement and adventure and that you're happy to be outside 
So like for example, going on a road trip, yay, cowboy, smiley. Or it can mean that you're dying inside while you have to laugh on the outside. So again, quite contradictory meanings. So I'm really not surprised that this Adobe study found these three emojis to be misunderstood most of the time. And if all of this wasn't complicated enough, here is another difficulty <laughs> to another obstacle to mount when you do online dating and you want to use emoji, which you should apparently. It is that emojis are being used differently on all the common dating apps. So there was a study by the Chinese answer to Google, the search machine Baidu. It's like a huge Chinese language search machine. And they did a study in 2020, but the study was about US users of different emoji habits of Bumble, Hinge, Tinder, Match, OkCupid, and Plenty of Fish. So all of these are, depending on how much you know your dating apps, all of these focus on different things, slightly different things. For example, for Bumble, it's women who have to make the first first move if it's a heterosexual combination. Um, Hinge, I believe, is where you can't swipe forever. I think you can only swipe five times a day or something like that. Tinder is free for all, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, and uh, the others, I don't know what the speciality is. Maybe they're paid or you have to, you know, write a bit more about yourself or something. So all of these communities are slightly different and um, there's a focus on different, uh, perhaps different personality styles. Uh, sometimes, of course, it can also be uh, the other way around. I have lots of friends who said to me that they have a feeling that men who are on Bumble show themselves as being feminist and <laughs> and then they they're just trying to meet different kinds of women or um, use the, the, the system of Bumble supposedly being safer or more, um, um, the, the borders in the court of women somewhat more, they, they seem to be more in control because they're the ones who make the first move once people have matched. Um, so some men might be using that for their advantage. Anyway, so these dating app communities more or less have a certain kind of vibe, let's say, most of the time, and they seem to be using different kinds of emojis. So the crying emoji, you know, the one that has these like streams of tears from both eyes, is especially common on Hinge and Tinder, for example, prayer hands on Bumble, and the flame and the splash of water on OkCupid, which I think is actually quite um, suggestive. Because from what I know of emoji speak, I'm not sure, but I think a flame is obviously sexual, like hot, <laughs> something hot going on between people, and a splash of water is also sexual. <laughs> so I think... Um, that was unexpected from OkCupid. I would have maybe expected that from Tinder, where, as far as I know, um, it it's a bit more about casual hookups than about relationships. So if you want to uh, uh, use this emoji information on different kinds of apps, you also have to be aware <laughs> that people people are using them in a different way on these apps or have different preferences. And here comes the most important thing, the advice. What do you actually do? Again, emojis are very useful. They can create warmth. They can create intimacy. They can say something about you. They can be your ambassadors. But of course, you have to use them in a smart way. Again, not as a substitute for words and uh, not as a, um, as a substitute for more description on your profile, they can bump you up. They can do the whole work for you. Do use them in your texting, but not too many, not too little, not too many. <laughs> use one exclamation mark, not too, too few, not too many. And use them carefully. If in doubt, do not use emojis. So if you're not entirely sure about this other person, if you're not entirely sure how they're going to read the emoji, perhaps better not use them. Do not use anything that can be misconstrued as a sexual innuendo. 
unless you use it in an ironic or in a witty way. Yes, that's very complicated. We have to do a lot of work, but it can significantly boost your the impression that you make on the other person. And the last advice is no eggplant, no angry face and no poop emoji. Those are really the ones that scored least likable across the board <laughs> in all the studies and in all the um all the dating apps. And here's some information that I don't know what to put, but I find quite interesting. For example, that uh, one third of Gen Z people have said that they have ended a relationship with an emoji. And one third have said that they have received an emoji as a breakup, which I just find horrifying. <laughs> I can't, cannot imagine ever experiencing that. That's not cool. Gen Z, if you're listening, do not break up with your person with an emoji. Can't even imagine which emoji, perhaps one where the heart is breaking. And some other interesting information, also slightly worrying, is that men prefer profiles of women who make spelling mistakes. And conversely, women prefer men who don't make spelling mistakes or grammar mistakes, which is, again, quite quite striking and sort of, I think, represents life where um, women often have the impression that they're being hit on by men all the time and they need to um, sift, for want of a better word, and men, I think, have the impression that they need to try hard all the time with lots of women until one woman says yes. At least those are what I hear from my friends and my sub subjective experiences. So women are more picky, are pickier, and men are less picky. However, it might also imply that men, heterosexual men, like women who are perhaps not as educated, um, one could, as a saving grace, say, oh, well, maybe they, they like women who don't take themselves very seriously and who make spelling mistakes. But um, usually people don't really like making spelling mistakes and they don't take that very lightly unless it's a deliberate mistake. That's a completely different thing, obviously. So I think there's some really power dynamic related stuff going on here that's not super um, palatable, perhaps. Here's some good news for aging millennials like me. Emoticons are making a comeback. So, um, although there's no study for that, I, I have, I have um, come across that again and again um, amongst friends. And friends have told me that they actually like receiving emoticons. So just a colon and a bracket. Uh, for me, as a punctuation fan, of course, those are very, very good news. And as a little aside, um, there is a study on the age of emoticon users so depending on the nose if you make the nose with a hyphen or the dash it's likely that you're a little bit older and if you don't make the nose you're probably sort of in the in your 30s whereas you know the nose makers may be in their 50s or 60s even and now because people ask me that all the time does the emoji spell the death of the exclamation mark? Sometimes I say maybe because nothing is ever certain and we keep on, what we need, we keep on using, what we keep on using survives. It might change, but it survives. So as long as we keep using the exclamation mark, it will survive. Sometimes I say no, the emoji is definitely not kicking out the exclamation mark, I never say yes. <laughs> I don't think that the emoji will be able to do that. I don't think any mark will be able to uh, do away with our most important emotion signaling mark like the exclamation mark. But of course, I'm also very biased. <laughs> so of course, I would say that. But here's why. I don't think that the emoji will uh, spelling the end of the exclamation mark or in fact, any other punctuation. And here's why. Again, I'm giving you a, a short version of something quite complicated that I will talk about in the emoji episode. But emojis are 
sort of conceived for a medium that is quite formless, quite informal, and uh, like texting, for example, whether that be on Facebook or on your phone, it doesn't really matter. And it's supposed to be for a medium that is near real-time communication and that looks spontaneous. We sometimes have these um, typing indicators, like the dot, 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 for example, or like a little cloud with some dots inside that tells us somebody is typing, or it says typing, for example. So, um, and it goes back and forth, right? We now don't have to pay anymore for our messages, like back in the days, in the not too long ago <laughs> past, where we had to pay for every new message. So we weren't really sure to squeeze everything into one message and just keep it um, informative rather than have a barrage of signs or whatever. So now that we don't have to pay anymore, it's, it's really the potential of a never-ending conversation, right? And it looks as if it was... Um, real time as if it was happening now as if it was happening simultaneously and spontaneously but it's not because it is computer mediated because we are writing so um, it still is really speech mediated by writing it's not speech but we have this illusion right that that it is really like pre there's something present here going on and there is but there very much also isn't so the medium of texting is informal and it's the illusion of near real-time communication, simultaneous communication. Now emojis, as we have now found out in this episode, in this session, are supposed to, perhaps are, perhaps are supposed to be self-explanatory, cross-cultural, um, easy to understand, easy to recognize what it is and what it is, what we're seeing and actually also what they say. But as we have found out now, that's not at all the case. Uh, uh, and um, in fact, it can be the opposite sometimes, just like other pieces of information, like words or like other punctuation marks, emoji are complicated. They need interpretation. Now, I believe that emoji need double the interpretation of the exclamation mark because we need to recognize what it is that we have in front of us. And now with hundreds of emojis, and they're just growing because every year um, the Unicode Consortium adds new emojis. Unicode is the institution that provides the code for whatever sign it is that we make digitally. It has to have a code and that code needs to be synchronized on all our devices, whether it's an Android phone, whether it's an iPhone and so on and so forth. Otherwise, they look weird and, you know, they do look different on different devices. And, um, you know, when you do like a smiley face on your email, then sometimes it looks like a, just like a piece of dough or something <laughs> rather than like a smiley face with the, with the mouth on. So anyway, Unicode, Unicode is uh, constantly um, including new emojis and actually any person in the world can apply for a new emoji. So if you have an idea that you want to include, go ahead, Google them and there's a pages and pages long information on how to apply for this new emoji that you're pitching. And on the one hand, that's super amazing because we now have emojis and all different kinds of skin colors hair colors old young we have people in wheelchairs we have um a gay couple holding hands with a baby and so on and so forth so um, emojis are really doing a great amount of work in terms of inclusivity and equality but <laughs> um they become complicated when it comes to instant recognition and that recognition you know in communication really needs to be very, very fast for this illusion of near real time to keep keep going on, right? Keep working. So I believe that we need to, we need a lot of time trying to think, okay, what kind of emoji is it that I have in front of me? Also, we need a lot of time scrolling and finding the emoji as well. We need to make, we need to really know where they are placed. We ha need to have a good grip on um, the sequence of these emojis and what there is and what, what they mean, you know, what, what are the kinds of things that they mean. 
So it actually really stalls communication, I believe. And then after we have found out, okay, how many tear face tears has the smiley face here? And is it like to the side or is it to that side or is it upside down? We then need to interpret, well, what is the connection between this emoji and the text that is around it? So we need to do double the amount of interpretation. And that takes a long time. And that's where all the complications can come in because... It's like when you when you go on a train journey and you have to change trains several times, there's a far higher likelihood that your one train is late and you miss the other. So same as with the emoji. If you have to do several steps of interpretation, the likelihood increases that you misinterpret what's going on. And in terms of the exclamation mark that doesn't have um, a recognizable it has a shape, it's its own shape, it's very recognizable from far away and from close by, and the exclamation mark exists in all languages that in the world that, that I came across anyway, even in sign language and in um, in, Braille, in in writing for blind people. So uh, that is very recognizable, the shape, but what I mean is that it doesn't have any referent in the real world, it's really just itself, that's why it's so easy to see it and it's so easy to recognize it. And it says, here is a motion you need to interpret, right? So we only interpret once. And that's why I think the exclamation mark is so fantastic because it's such a shorthand, so powerful, so punchy, so quick and really so useful for um, communication and writing. So let me leave you now with an encouragement to have a look at the Honest Dating Profiles of Punctuation Marks, published in the New Yorker in 2018 by Rian Konk. It's really so funny and so um, delightful and kind of whimsical and witty. She goes through all the punctuation marks and they introduce themselves in a very honest way. For example, the apostrophe says, I've been accused of being too possessive, which of course alludes to the apostrophe's um, role and grammar of showing possession right and then the period says might as well be straight with you now i'm probably going to end things of course as periods and full stops do and this is where i will leave you and end things wishing you a happy valentine's day and that you either have found love or that you will find love now <laughs> through uh smart and intelligent and um, sensitive use of emojis. See you next time.